Alan. Hi, Ravia. I'm so excited for folks to hear the rest of this conversation. I know. I can't wait. There's just so much. This is going to spark so, a lot of discussion, isn't this, from our audience? It really, really yeah. will. And yeah. I am so excited. So if you have not subscribed to our Patreon, we are giving you tons of bonus episodes. After every episode, we're giving you a couple quick things. We're also giving you our speak pipe episodes where we take your questions, as well as our monthly Zoom hangs for the highest tier that is the star witnesses. And you can get some ad-free stuff too. So head on over to patreon.com slash Rabia and Ellen and see if there is a tier that works for you. And we would love to bring you more content. All right, then let's get to part two. Here we go. We play a game here called Three Quick Things, and we're going to ask yes. you three random questions. But I have one really, really quick question. Honestly, we could have just a podcast of getting to know you because you're, know. you're so easy to talk to and you're so fascinating. My question when I've been researching you this week yeah. and, and listening to all of your amazing work, do you ever just want to turn it off? Man, I wish. I wish I could honestly turn it off. I've learned and taught myself how to ignore it but I never know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. But yes, I do wish. I want to be like going to a bar, hanging out, having a beer, watching the Rangers play or there's like a sports team and stuff. But when I'm with a crowd of people, it just, just amplifies up yeah. like a lot. It's such a blessing and a curse. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like you're, you're- That's the best way. You know, yeah. you're always not working. I know this is like a gift you're sharing with people, but obviously I can't empathize at all. But I would, when I, when I was listening, I'm like, man, this, this guy must be exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah. When I do readings and stuff, it's, I sweat Ellen a would lot. just be screaming at all the entities entering her space. <laughs> Get out of her space. Yeah. I just like, it drains me a lot. Like yeah. I get, I get horrible migraines from it. I sweat profusely from like, cause it's all the energy that's like yeah. coming to me. So like, I'm just constantly, when I do readings and stuff, like you'll always see me in a sweatshirt. You'll never see me in a t-shirt or anything. Cause like, I'm always sweating. I don't want people to see me doing that. And yeah. so I'm always in a sweatshirt, even if it's a hundred degrees outside, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Oh, wow. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, embarrassing. <laughs> You're like those guys at the gym who like wear trash bags. You yeah, know? yeah. The sauna suits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to play our game of three quick sure. things. Can I ask all the questions today, Ellen? You I have so many. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I was like, Robbie is just going to like love this time. What is your question? I also did a podcast called The Hidden Gin, which was about the world of gin, which in the Eastern culture is a big thing exists. Mm. And I talk in that a lot about like the spiritual realm and like, and anyhow. So I, yeah, I have a million things I want to ask you, but sure. Ellen, I'll give you your question too. I'm going to will you my question this week. This has never oh, happened. Rob Ellen's gets, gifting me I'm her question. gifting you the question, but we have right. to ask in the third question, but you can. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, also, all right. So the two questions, the first question is this, have you ever come across a cold case or a case that you've worked on? And you're like, nothing. I'm getting nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like it's just a black hole. And if so, how do you understand that and explain that? So knock on wood. I'm not saying that I'm like, my track record is like the best, but you already said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. But I've, I've had stuff where it didn't make sense to them at first and six months goes by and then they're like, kind of like a holy shit, like what right. you said, because yeah. because all of them are recorded for like all these different cases that I do with like to, in different states and countries and stuff. And the law enforcement and the families both have recordings with it. So mm. they don't maybe get it at first, but then like six months can go by. And then I get a call from like a restricted number. They're like, we need you to go on another Zoom in 25 minutes because what you said, blah, blah, blah. We mm. investigated. And yeah, so I'm sure... It could happen. I'm not going to even okay. pretend it has not like happened it could. yet. 
Wow. Okay. Thankfully, no. That's amazing. I've got some cases I want to talk to you about, but another time. Yeah. The second question I have is, have you ever encountered an energy, an entity, a person with something that's been like terrifying, like a really scary, dark kind of force? Yeah. I'm not going to say the person like who I read, but the person was a rapist and murderer. And like when he came through, he showed me like jail. Like he put bars in front of himself and then he pointed at the person who I was reading, like raped the person and then killed someone associated to that person. Oh my God. And it was a close case. It wasn't like, like it was proven he did it. So it wasn't even like they needed my help for it, but to deliver that message to this person, it it was tough. It was tough Mm -hmm. because it's like, how can I deliver that? But like, that was like probably one of the more darker type of people because- Did you sense regret from that person? So that's what I was actually going to bring up. It's like when I read people and stuff, their personality stays the same. And I describe their personality to people because that even brings more validity to any type of reading that I do like with them. Mm -hmm. Did he have regret? Yes. Like he definitely did. But he also like at the same time, I can tell from how he was living, like he couldn't help himself. Like it was one of those things where he was mentally ill and I don't condone obviously anything he did, but yeah, like he definitely had regret because hindsight's twenty twenty on the other side. So, okay. I will not let you ask a third question. I also just have to say working in the field that you work in, in terms of crime and seeing really yeah. dark things, you have such a lovely personality. Like you have such a lovely Thanks. air about you. I, I, I can Thank imagine you. the darkness and the exhaustion of some of the yeah. more gruesome things that you've seen must be so draining to you. I'm like, how is he so lovely? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the things that you've seen are things we can Is it therapy? Never is understand. It, is it the therapist? I don't have a therapist. I just have my <gasps> amazing family and girlfriend who like after doing these cases, I definitely am a different person. I'm very quiet. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like I'm decompressing from the stuff that I had to deliver to them. And then I just always think about, I I think what it is, is then I do like a normal reading for someone Mm. else. And then it's like the closure that you give them, like kind of brings me back up to like, all right, this is why I do this. So it's kind of a constant, which is horrible for probably my well-being, but the ups and downs that I go through with it is just not Mm -hmm. easy. Well, the third question we ask everyone is how does true crime fit into your life? And with it, being part of your work, taking your work out of it, is that just too exhausting to consume because it is part of your everyday? Do you get fascinated by cases or what fascinates you about true crime outside of your work and your medium work? So when I'm not doing the medium work with law enforcement, I actually don't watch or listen to much of it because Mm. I try to like So the truth is, is that I don't know if I'm going to be called into one of these cases. That's Mm -hmm. like the honest truth of it. And if I'm being called onto one of these cases and I watch a documentary about something or a Netflix special, it convolutes like the reading that I do because then I'm taking the information that they gave me. And then when I'm trying to read, I'm trying to like cross, like it's just in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, right, I'm seeing this, but this is what they told me. And it's like, it's like messing me up. So I try to stay as far away as possible because I'm... I'm trying to be like, you know, if someone calls me in for it, yeah. you know, that's... So you don't have any kind of like unintentional bias going in into a case. Yeah, I don't want any... Inf- like when I do cases, I don't want any information about anything. Right. I want it to be authentic for me and for the person because like I said, I don't want anything to sway the reading in any type of way. Okay, so here's the thing about this case. What 
is kind of sad about this whole case to me is the reason that there's like, and you know, documentaries are being made and people are like fascinated with it. It's not so much because it's so confusing what happened. I don't think it's that confusing. It's because this is 2013. Social media is a thing. Mm -hmm. Web sleuths are a thing. It's because people, we've created a culture where people are skeptical of everything. And there are a million theories and conspiracy theories, I'm going to use that word, emerge online. And people, instead of accepting the official kind of narrative, like this is what the authorities found, we found no sign of murder, foul play, no evidence of a struggle, that she was hurt. It seems very clear cut, like, you know, what happened to her, but people won't accept it. And I think this is the dangerous aspect of like the time we're in when it comes to like people trying to solve cases online is like the Mm -hmm. waters get so Mm -hmm. muddied. And you see this because there are so many conspiracies. It's not like one. There are so many theories. And, you know, like there was one guy who got accused, like just straight up accused of actually murdering her. Mm -hmm. Morbid. This guy who goes by Morbid as his like creative name. He's just like a a member of a metal Mm -hmm. band. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please do. I want to hear about this. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently he is like the founding member of a metal band and he does kind of like death metal. And he had uploaded a video of himself that he took inside the... Uh, Cecil Hotel. He uploaded this video. It was like a music video, like I think, or maybe it was like a regular video that he uploaded like a few days after her body was found. Oh yeah. So the video was, it was a teaser for a new music video that was going to be coming out that was called Died in Pain. And the lyrics were referencing a woman who drowned in water. So people were like, that is way too much of a coincidence. And we believe like he was involved in the murder. And then he made, you know, he made the song about it or vice versa. He made a song and then committed the murder. And this, and also his name is Morbid. He sang a a lot about death and violence. But, you know, it turned out he was in a different, he was in Mexico recording the album at the time she was there. He wasn't even there in LA at the same time. That became a thing. But, you know, that drove him into hiding. Yeah. It brought death threats to him. So this is what I mean, like the dangerous kind of aspect of this. And then there's a weird, okay, the TB testing is kind of crazy though. Can we talk about that? Oh. Do you know anything about the, John, do you know anything What's about the TB that? testing? Okay, crazy. Ellen, I'll let you lead lead this aspect. Well, this was the only one because went along with Jonathan and just thinking this, she had a manic episode. And I do also have to say that as as a mom and looking at how young, you know, she's 21 and she was struggling, you know, you I read a bunch of her blog posts and she was very, very honest. And sometimes I think people's, I appreciate it. I appreciate the story is out there, but sometimes I think we forget that there's just a a young woman who really was struggling and could not find the means to deal with all aspects of her life, not working together, her heart, her mind, everything. And falling behind her peers. It's a really tough time. Yeah, all the struggles. So sometimes I do understand why people do it. I just want, always want people to remember that parents lost their baby and And they weren't with her. She was in another country and the tragic nature of it. So when I heard that this case was chosen, I was talking to Katie, our producer, and she had a lot of paranormal ideas. And I said to her, I was like, I just feel like this woman had an episode and there was nobody there to take care of her. Remember, she had moved out with her friend. She was all by herself. Maybe she just needed somebody to take care of her. But the only theory that I read online that I actually kind of stopped for a minute and said, if it's anything other than a psychotic episode, it is this. And so really, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a crazy ass coincidence, but I just can't imagine this being a thing. But go ahead. Go ahead. It is just crazy enough to be like, wow, this is the opposite of Occam's razor. Like, you know, so in 2008, a 
test was developed called the LAM-ELISA test. Now, this was after ELISA died, but there was a tuberculosis outbreak in Los Angeles, and it hit the homeless community and the area by the hotel. The hotel was on Skid Row, by the way. Right. Yeah, Yeah, downtown L.A. Yeah, Yeah, very not great part of L.A. So the test for tuberculosis was her name backwards. Backwards. But spelled exactly the same. Lamb-Elisa. Spelled exactly like her name. Right. And it stood for this long word that I can't you say. You can say it. You can say it. Sure. Here we go. Lipo-Arabino-Mananan. That sounds like lipo bin And that sounds like a song. And then enzyme-linked <laughs> immunosorbent Assay. Okay. Assay. There. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, then you should have said the complicated words. <laughs> <laughs> I just know assay because I was a bio major. But they were, two things came up about this. They said that, you know, since she was a student at the University of British Columbia, which apparently mm-hmm. had a reputable tuberculosis research center, who knew that? But they said yeah. that Elisa was sent to control the homeless population and she died because she knew too much. Okay, that's not the part that I think is is really kind of wackadoodle. But there was a whole other aspect where nobody wanted anyone to know about this tuberculosis outbreak and that they wanted to bury the story. They wanted the lamb Elisa test to be like buried online. So the whole thing that happened to Elisa was like staged. It was like a whole conspiracy. Did you read that part, Rabia? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the conspiracy was, or people who believe in this theory believe that she was sent as a, as a, she, like basically she, Elisa herself was a biological weapon. She's being sent to Skid Row. I guess, you know, the uh, mayor of LA was like, listen, we need to get rid of some people here. Send somebody down with t- TB and infect everybody. I mean, really, I mean, thousands of people got TB, but like, I think 11, di- not a lot died, you know, from it over the span of many, many years we're talking about. So she wouldn't have been a very effective weapon. But it is crazy that, you know, she's connected to a university that had, that does a lot of TB work and yeah. that the, na- the, the name of the, te- but the thing with the name of the test. This test was actually developed in 2008. So it's developed like five years before, like when she was like, what, she would have been 15, 14 mm-hmm. or 15 when the test was even created. But it is a really crazy it coincidence. Is it a is a really... That's a really crazy coincidence. It is. Yeah. Because yeah. the name Elisa Lamb is not like Jennifer Smith. It's not yeah, like a really no, common name, right? right? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in like ghosts? Like, do you think that place is haunted? Like, are people just sort of like floating around, wandering around Ellen. with no purpose? No, but you You're know what I mean? asking John if he believes in ghosts? No, it's not that. I, I phrased it wrong. <laughs> it's like, for example, no, it's not. I, I believe in ghosts. But like, for example, if Abu is there with you, he's there for like a reason. Were there just like ghosts like chilling mm. in that hotel with, you know what I mean? Like floating yeah. souls? Like, I don't. Yeah. It's so just, the, yeah. So it's kind of what I was like, like saying before about like when someone passes away tragically at a location, yeah, at, at a location, they typically will always go back to that spot. So they'll always be with their family, their close friends, but they always go back and forth to like where it happens. That's why like when people go to, I've gone to a few like murder sites while I was doing these cases and stuff like law enforcement would bring me and like you can kind of read the site too i mean it's definitely more difficult to do because it's like you're not speaking to someone and that's kind of how i do it but when you're in a place that has numerous murders and deaths like 
you said what, like 60 or 80 to 100, something crazy. 80, like, according to this manager, it's like 80 in the span of 10 years. Okay, so yeah, so there, that's an absurd And amount. the hotel's a lot older than 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back right. to the 20s and there were hundreds and hundreds. Right, so you're going to have those like energies that are, and again, I, I hate using this word like not settled, but it's like- yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, no, like yeah. they're not with their family. Like I, that's what I'm thinking. Like floating souls, like n- no purpose to come back to this plane right. to watch out for their family or see their family. You know, it would just be like if Abu went and chilled at some Starbucks in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> like what, what you, you could make me laugh about my deceased father. You know, it's like he's like, Robbie, I'd yeah, love to come to hang say. with you. I got to go to this Starbucks in Schenectady. Like it just yeah. it's like souls being here without a purpose. I just feel yeah. like that's like a weird but they're tethered. They're tethered to those places for a reason, right? Ex- like, ex- exactly. Yeah. Like they're typically like if you go to like a house that's abandoned and it's abandoned because there was a fire and a family died in the fire, you're not going to read someone or see something that's a different energy. Like why would my grandfather or my aunt be at that house? Right. Like mm-hmm. there's no need for them to be there unless right. I'm physically walking in there with like them like being around me, like they typically go back to those moments or to the place where something significant or tragic happened. Like just, that's just what they do. They'll, they'll just always go back there. But again, that doesn't mean like they're, they don't go back towards their family, close friends and stuff. They move at this speed of light. Like they can go from place to place to place like that. Mm. They typically will go to a place where they took their last breath. They're, They're not definitely going not going to Cabo, which they should. Yeah. Well, listen, they I definitely eat Beetlejuice. I love that. You know, I get it. I know what happens. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually one theory to try to explain like the be- her erratic behavior. Although I do think, given her condition and her inability to medicate herself properly, I think we right. kind of know. But there is this theory that brings together like the paranormal into this, which is like the theory that she was playing something called the elevator game. Have you heard of that? No. Is that when you click all the buttons like in Home Alone? You well, <laughs> you do, but there's another aspect to it. Apparently, like, this is a game, and I remember hearing about this from I don't know. I think I don't know which daughter, and I'm like, just don't, just don't. It, it's like the Bloody Mary yeah. game. Remember oh, back in God, the day? Yes. Don't challenge oh, it. Just don't do it. Just I will never. Yeah, like just don't you test don't the waters. You don't need to, John. Yeah, like I'm why not. you gotta? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not testing the Bloody waters. Mary's, no, Bloody, <laughs> Mary, Bloody Mary is waiting for your phone call, John. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But in this game, so they you're supposed to hit all the elevator buttons, and then at some point, the elevator doors will open to a new dimension and the person has to be alone in the elevator. And then when they are joined by this, when when it opens to a new dimension, even though our visible eyes can't see it, like it's happening in like a different plane and this entity will, like this evil entity will join them in the elevator. And then if they have to go like from the second floor to the first, no, they go to the first floor, then back to the down. It's like a whole pattern they have to do to access that dimension. But eventually this mysterious woman will enter the elevator. The person playing can't look at them. It's a whole thing. So, you know, people are like, she was, they think she was playing the game, trying to summon something. And that, and she did <laughs> uh, summon something. And and then that at the end of the game, the person is supposed to like leave the building and not look back or the entity will like attach to them or something. So maybe that's why Lisa was like trying to leave. I don't know. It's, oh, wow. it's I a theory. But the that. thing is like, it's just one of the so many, you know, just, Things that it sprouted instead of just being like, okay, well, this is, it's, you know, she just. That's kind of what I mean about 
I understand. I do. I understand people wanting to make sense of yeah. these things. But part of me just wants to like say like this, this little girl was was suffering and right. she didn't know how to deal with what she was suffering with. So there's so much all of the kind of mishigas around her death from a true crime perspective, I understand it because there is not a lot of facts to help us understand right. really, really what happened. Right. You don't think so? I think the facts are so clear. I mean, but she could have been murdered. She could have been. But murdered how? I mean, just like somebody threw thrown her into in the there tank. And then she couldn't get out. I don't believe that's what happened. But yeah. I understand the argument for it. Jonathan, do you think she was trying to hide or do you think she was trying to die by suicide? I think she was having a manic episode and was trying to hide. Yeah. I don't think I don't think her first thought was to end her her own life. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, like that Maybe she was trying to save her life by the way. Yeah. She might have been trying to save herself. Exactly. Like I when I read people that like with suicides and stuff, like I can they will always tap themselves basically saying I I'm taking acknowledgement for my own death. Like it's my Mm -hmm. own doing. It's not from liver cancer, whatever, or whatever, be murdered, whatever. She's not doing that. She's like literally running and tapping her head and flickering her brain saying her brain caused this issue, like Mm -hmm. a deficiency in her brain. So that is the symbol that you have learned how to decipher. That's people taking responsibility for ending their life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like how it would go, it would be someone took their own life and taken responsibility, would tap themselves and show the next thing would be how they did it. So oh, it wouldn't wow. just be like, because with like these readings and stuff, like I, I say this to my close friends and family, but if I don't give people the exact ice cream they had with grandma Mary when they were three, I'm full of shit. But like, so mm-hmm. I try to get every little detail I can possibly get so people understand like this is really what's like happening. So she's not acknowledging her death following something else, like wow. basically telling me like I took my own life and this is how I did it. Let me ask you this. So that we talked about the TV test, the Lam Elisa test. Do you think this, this is a free coincidence, right? Yeah. Free I don't, coincidence? Yeah. I don't yeah. really see like. There's an ulterior motive with like using her as a biological weapon. Yeah, like I don't even know how to even phrase it, but yeah, like biological weapon, I guess. But the thing that I guess you know makes me sad as like a person is that she wanted to be normal. Like she Mm -hmm. did want to be normal. She just couldn't. Like she really could not. Like unless she took. I mean, she's going like this to me, saying like a handful of different medication to like level her out. She would have had this issue severely for the rest of her life. She really yeah. would have like had this for a long time, like obviously yeah. forever, but it would have been like a roller coaster ride. And I'm sure that's like normal for those types of situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. And in fact, probably it can get more severe over time. That's what I would assume. Yeah. And the thing about these medications and, and this anybody who suffers from like who, who or who has had who's taken even medication for depression, right? Even right. if it's not like chronic depression, knows like how tricky the dosage is. Like yeah. a little if you get a little mm-hmm. bit off, it can mm-hmm. like a little bit too much, a little bit too low. Sometimes yep. you're like, this one doesn't work, but that one works. Like they're all yeah. finding the proper interaction of them is so, so hard. The doctors have to keep trying different things and like, it's like, if you miss one, maybe that throws off all the others. And then that makes it much harder because she's alone right. for her to get back on the proper dosage of what she needs. There's another freaky coincidence here that I do want to mention. And yeah. that's why, like, I brought up the coincidence. So she was seen at a bookstore called The Last Bookstore, which mm. is obviously also another weird and sad uh, name. But she had, apparently, last time she came into contact with somebody was at The Last Bookstore. And the woman who worked there was like, no, she seemed happy and was like, you know, I'm, I'm excited about these books and this and that. So the postcode for the 
domain of the last bookstore is V5G4S2. Okay. So people entered that code. Now that's, again, their domain right. name, like or whatever the IP domain. So they entered this code into Google Maps and it pinpointed to the spot where Elisa Lam was buried eventually. Like it, that's where it shows up on on like Google Maps. Is like these are the coordinates of where she was actually buried. They're like this cannot be a coincidence. But I'm like then if it's not a coincidence, who is coordinating this? Like who came up with that? That's a wild like, like that's crazy <laughs> if that was planned and whoever. Yeah, that's I mean, wild. Who's gonna go to that extent? I don't know. There's some cognitive bias. I don't know. That just it just does. Some, it's, think, it's 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 like think? the tuberculosis yeah. thing. I don't know. It's that's crazy. That's nuts. It's just evidence to me that if you want to find something, it's like the Glenn Beck theory of like conspiracy. Do you remember Glenn Beck with his um, crazy chalkboard? And he would connect, he would like write something and just connect lines. And it's like, oh my God, all of us are involved in a conspiracy some way or the other. You know, I mean, like we're all, (laughs) I mean, it's not hard to do that kind of stuff is what I'm trying to say. I agree. There's this thing, we talked about it on Obsessed with Disappeared, Rabia, and it's called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. And it's- I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's basically when, you know when you notice something all the time after you learn about it, you know, like- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You learn yes. that, you know, yes. this color is called Pussy Willow or something. Why did I just say Pussy mm-hmm. Willow? And I don't you're like, know. And all of a sudden, you see, like, you see like Pussy Willow shirts, and you're like, oh my God, why is that color everywhere? Yeah. It's, right. it's yeah. like the frequency illusion. So it's kind of like once people started looking for all of these signs about something that happened with her, yeah. they were like, oh, and also she took this medicine that ended with an M and M yeah. is the letter of her dad's first M name. M means murder. And it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because... This video, I, I don't know if you want to watch it, Jonathan, now I or- I kind of do, yeah. You should, afterwards. Yeah. It's on yeah. YouTube. We can also watch it together. But the video drew so much attention, it got 3 million views in 10 days. So this was something that people were consumed. It got 40,000 comments in a matter of days. And remember, this was in 2013 when people weren't as connected via device. So that many views back then, whereas now you can get that on TikTok, you know, and it's no big deal, but it's very, very different. Do you think we should watch it? together and do you have time jonathan do you have time i do i would love to yeah all right let's do it it's a two-minute video so she's getting in the elevator and she's pushed what looks like all the buttons and she's standing in the corner and now she's peering out looking both ways and she goes back in the elevator like she's scared and now she's in sort of like the northwest corner hiding and she peers around the door and now she looks to her right and now she slowly looks to her left steps out of the elevator and jumps out like she's looking like she's going to scare somebody. Now she stands in a power pose and then back in the elevator, back out of the elevator. Now she's to the left. We can barely see her, but we can kind of see her right arm. She's holding her head and she walks back in the elevator and starts pushing the buttons again, all of them over and over. Now the door hasn't even attempted to close this whole time. It's just stayed open. Whether or not she jammed it. Yeah, why do you think that door was open the whole time? That's another reason people are like, wait, what's going on? She might have jammed. It's an old building. She might have jammed it. It just got, like, Uh, stuck. Now it looks like. That looks kind of freaky. She's waving her hands with her fingers spread out, like like she's talking to somebody. Clearly looks like she's talking to somebody, right? She's making some gestures. She looks like she's counting something. I don't know what she's doing with her fingers. 
I just can't imagine being the family and having this footage of your daughter. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and then she's gone. And then that's it. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Jonathan? I don't know, I don't know how, how to explain it. I was tapping in at the same time. That's why my eyes kept going back and forth to the, because when I do readings, I always stare away from the person when I do it, just to like blank my mind out. Yeah, that was a manic episode times like 10, she's saying. Mm. She keeps mm. like the thing that she was doing before that she just did when she was referencing, she keeps going like this to me, like that with her hands. And when she was doing that, I was like, my, like my, I was like, why? Like th- it was just weird for me to see her right now going like that. Oh, and then, hands. yeah, she was making like a similar gesture. Yeah. And then she was doing that with her hand. And then, yeah, no, it was, that's bizarre. That kind of freaks me out. But I, I also do think because there's so many deaths and stuff with the manic stuff going on mixed in with that hotel, it seems like that's mm-hmm. just a very creepy thing. You know what makes it creepier is the fact that this video, when it was released to the public, it was actually kind of slowed down. And if you watch it on on its regular speed, it looks less creepy. Right. But when you watch it, the way it was released, it looks... It, it just looks freakier, you know what I mean? Like anything yeah. in slow motion, like, you know. Like, and so when you watch it on regular speed, it doesn't look as, it's still like, I mean, she's doing everything a little bit quicker. Right. Uh, but it just, it doesn't look as eerie for some reason. But you don't, there's nobody outside that elevator, like a real person, like a no, living human being. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Yeah. The, I think the thing that also when I was looking and stuff that she would be panicked and then she would come out and then her, her body language consistently changed from being tense yeah. to being like, relaxed relaxed and tense and then for the last like minute it looked like she was like fairly relaxed because she was just like standing it was kind of like and i know this is like a stupid reference but it's like playing hide and go seek with someone when you hide and then you peek out and you look Mm -hmm. to see if someone's like chasing you and then when you realize like not anyone's there you kind of come out and then you stand outside where you were hiding like a child yeah and stuff that's exactly what it looked like yeah but I have to be honest, like when I was like tapping in, I was like, was there someone there like describe, give me name, something like that's all I wanted. I'm like a name. And I always look for like a facial feature. If someone had a mole, a scar, their ears, something. So I can like really like give a specific identify. detail. Yeah. yeah. And like identify. She's keeps going like this and hitting her head oh, saying like God. it was all. And she doesn't, she doesn't. Her final time she exits the elevator. It's not like she's running. She doesn't no. seem She just kind of wanders out. Casually. Yeah, she's just standing there and just kind of just like waiting for some like it's it, I don't know how to explain it, but that kind of like freaks me out. Like on a mm. on a normal level, like yeah, a personal yeah. level. Yeah. Like, no, it yeah. is upsetting. I have another excerpt from her blog, I think that gives us a sort of a taste of the place that she was mentally. It says depression sucks. I have no control over my emotions. I will be angry for two minutes and sad again. I will be happy for half an hour, then emotional again. So far, all I've done is lay on my bed and watch episodes of Chopped. I'm just waiting for it to pass. Damn. And we covered a show called See No Evil, where law enforcement solves crimes, putting CCTV together. And it's very, it's a very, very brilliant show. But one of the hardest things in covering the show is knowing every episode you sit down to recap, you are seeing someone's final moments. Right. Mm -hmm. That's probably the hardest thing. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And there's something about CCTV footage that I don't know why our technology won't evolve. So it just looks even as decent as like a phone footage, but it always looks like a crime is about to take place. Like it always looks grainy and shitty and (laughs) eerie. And in this particular footage, like when the police released it, 
the time and date stamp were kind of like, like you, they were not visible. But again, it's 2013. Right. So it's like 10 years ago right. and it was terrible then. It's just as bad now. There's just something about CCTV footage that is Creepy. meant to, I don't know why. Yeah. So lowest resolution possible. I, humanly really possible. Is. They have that picture. They're like a picture of the moon right now. And it's like a clear 4K picture. And it's like a picture at the moon. <laughs> and it's like uh, somebody yeah. with a Monet <laughs> yeah. face. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's meant, it's meant to mess with our <laughs> minds. They're like, is that the victim or is that somebody else? Like, you can't even tell her. They're know. like, oh, no, sorry. It was Ronald McDonald. Sorry. Oh, yeah. alarm. It wasn't the guy. It was. But another theory, the reason we were talking about the door staying open, which I don't believe this theory, but the theory was that she was causing a lot of problems for the hotel and she had to move rooms. She had to have a private room. They didn't charge her more or because they were trying to keep all the guests happy or whatever. And there was a theory that the people in the hotel were messing with her, holding that door so it wouldn't open. There has never been any kind of evidence to show oh. from where would they from hold like it? the front desk or something and that off camera she was speaking to somebody but there's no shadow that she was well, actually that's what I look for too yeah so when she was talking they were saying you know some people on the internet it's this new thing the internet there's there's only like one or two opinions. I'm kidding. There's a million opinions. Yeah. But that she was talking to someone because they were messing with her and they knew she was struggling. They were messing with her, keeping the doors open. It it really has no validity. That story has no validity. And whatsoever. then what? They killed her? I mean, like they went to the extent of killing right. her. I mean, come on. That's a bit of a stretch. It should be said also that the clothes found in the tank were those clothes she was wearing in the video. Also, oh, okay. that it was, so it was, you know, the same. We know that was the same day or I guess we don't, but she was wearing the same clothes so yeah and those clothes seem like she was wearing like a skirt right or something mm -hmm. so it's probably or shorts or something comfy it looked like she was wearing yeah. comfy. I think it was a skirt and a sweater and a yeah. top yeah yeah because it seems like that would be like me wearing sweatshorts and a t-shirt right just easy for me to like if i mm -hmm. need to change quickly just pop it off pop the shirt off and you know yeah go on with my day I want to ask you just to make our producer Katie happy and circle it back to ghosts. And yep. that is about the the reputation, which I think the Cecil Hotel has well earned the reputation as hotel death. I cannot yeah. believe that people still actually stay there, but I would never. It's either yeah. people who don't know, or maybe it's really budget friendly, or they're there because they want yeah. to try to experience something paranormal, yep. or they're there because they want to do something dark. It has attracted a lot of people who've gone there just to take their own lives. And I'm wondering, do you think a place like this hotel itself, like as a place can become just like a place that attracts like darkness. Yeah. Why, why do these things keep happening at that hotel and not the Hilton next door? Like what? True. They're, yeah. I personally think just because it has that reputation and so many people do it, it's easy for someone. Mm. Like it's like top of mind for people to be like, you know, like the San Francisco bridge, right? People always jump uh, off. Yeah. It's like a place where people go. I, like think that people just associate that hotel with darkness. It's not that the bridge is evil. No, people no. are just like, what is a place that makes sense for me to commit this? Whatever. Right, and that would like, yes, it's shocking to family friends, but it's not shocking the location of it. Like, it's really not. So I do think though that like they got to rebrand though. I mean, like, they have to knock that crap down and build a whole new fucking like stage yeah. that shit. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, do something like a seance. I don't even fucking know, but. I do think that, like, if someone went there today, medium or not, you're going to have some type of experience there. Just the amount of death that was in there 
anything that was caused there, darkness, whatever you want to call it, you're going to experience some paranormal thing. Like whether it's like mm-hmm. you're sleeping, you turn over, you see a figure, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Stop scaring me, scaring me. Like that. Like yeah. they can't hurt you, which is like the one thing I definitely want to emphasize, but it will scare the shit really? out of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, they can't sure. hurt you. Yeah, they can't hurt you. Hear but that, Katie? Does burning sage actually work? Does what? Katie, are you happy? I said, does burning sage actually work? Mentally, probably for people. I don't know if it actually oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've never done it. I've always wondered. It smells so bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> the ghosts are like, fuck, hell. Yeah, they're like, I can't off. do this. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Before we let you go, I yeah. do want to give, because Katie, by the way, Katie sent me a bunch of research. I'm like, yeah. Katie, did someone ask, did Ellen ask you to do the research? Like, no. I just wanted to do oh, this on my she's own. She's been wanting yeah. our producer Katie since day one. This is the case she's wanted us to yeah. tackle. And I was just hesitant for the reasons that I expressed before. I think yeah. it's yeah. really like leave the family alone type I of thing. I really think it's cut yeah. and dry and really, right. really sad. And yeah. I think it happens more often than we think. But, yeah. but I, I want to give Katie a chance to ask a question, yeah, Katie. Yeah, Katie. If you have one. <laughs> okay. I mm. actually wanted to go back to the elevator game, the paranormal games. Do you think that those games actually open you up to... Who are you trying to summon, Katie? <laughs> the Prince of Darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to summon anyone. There's people that like yeah. play these games and they've been around since like the Charles Dickens era. So that's where I found, that's where I found, I was so curious about Alyssa Lamb because... I never heard of it. That's crazy. The elevator game is a ritual. It's very popular in Japan and Korea, and you have to hit certain buttons to get to certain floors, and you play the ritual game before the woman on the elevator appears, which is why people think- Have you tried it, Katie? I'm actually afraid to try it because I think it's real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do. I really do. I've had weird experiences with ghosts when I was a kid. I know they can't hurt you, but I do think if you're summoning or playing these games- Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll, it'll scare you a lot. I I do, um, I can't say yes or no because it's like, you know, if, if you think about like what I do, people would be like, yeah. you know, you can't wrap your head around it like still. So it's like hard to, yeah. you know, I hear people that were like, someone told me once that they saw a portal in like a forest or something. And I'm like, what does that even like mean? Like a portal. And they're like, yeah, like you step in and you're not coming back out. You're going to another mm-hmm. realm. So I don't know. It could be just a way it, it could be. I'm, I have no idea. Like I, I can't, yeah. I can't say no, but I, I can't, because like I said, with what I do, people would be like, right. there's no freaking way. So I, I will never say no. Is this the kind of thing where you're like, don't try this at home? Like let the professionals handle it. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I'd probably say don't do it if it's bad, mm. but um, if people want to experience seeing it and that's how they do it, then God bless them. Like, you know, mm. But you'll get experiences without doing that. Like you don't have to Mm. do that stuff to get like these crazy experiences. Well, I know you guys didn't watch this because I I watched this, but Zach Baggins and his Ghost Adventure guys did a a whole one hour special at the Hotel Cecil, and they did it in 2021 when the hotel closed down, so there was nobody there. And he first investigated Alyssa Lamb, and Richard Ramirez stayed at that hotel, who is a known Satan worshiper and serial killer. So there were actually markings on the water tank that she was found dead in that had Satan, Satan type markings on it that was found on the tank when she died. They never really talk about that. And then the other thing is Zach played the elevator game and the elevator kept taking him to the seventh floor, which is where Alyssa died. And he never pressed the button. There was no one else in the hotel. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He was totally I will... <laughs> like freaked out. I'm telling you, like, I feel like if I do that, just being a medium, I will probably 
walk out of there like wanting to hunker in my room with a blanket yeah. over my head and never wanting to leave. You won't like, be alone though. They'll all follow you home. I, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. They took a psychic there and they brought her to the seventh floor, which is extremely haunted. And she was yeah. like having experience and they took a photo and in the back corner of the room, you can see a shadow no. figure. No, Katie. It wasn't there before. No. I would show up in the second photo because you see them snapping. I would do that. I would go in there just to see what I can see. Like yeah. I would go in there to do it like I don't know. I, I I would do that. I just, I would want to do that and see. Our next step is documentary. <laughs> you can go say, you can go say hi to all your Hills friends. And then <laughs> we'll take Jonathan and we'll do <gasps> documentary coming fall of 2023. <laughs> well, I'm coming, I'm coming to LA, like either in August or like July or August. So if you guys are around. I mean, we're going to LA in yeah, August. We all are. We're all going and we're going to document this and I'm going to leave just there. I want to opt out, actually. I just, I'm like, you know what? I just want to leave them alone. Rabia, you're. I want to just leave them alone. Is what I say. <laughs> Jonathan walks into the hotel and it's like Harry Styles. All the ghosts are like, Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> can I get a selfie? I get yeah. a selfie with you. <laughs> the, like I have learned are throwing their bras at him. Yeah, like, right. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> I have learned in the next life Ellen will still be in sequence because we gotta carry around our wardrobes with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Jonathan, you are such a delight. And thank you thank for you. sharing right. your gifts with us. And no, thank you for sharing your insight yeah. and just being so willing to dive into this case blind, basically, which I guess is the only yeah. way you can do something like this. The best way. Yeah. yeah. How can our listeners find you? Probably Instagram or TikToks, just Jonathan Mark Medium, just one word. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And you, you're on a lot, you've been a guest on a lot of different podcasts. It's yep. not that hard to find you guys, uh, to find no. you when you look up your name for those. And there are also links on your website, right? Well, I'm very He's bad. like on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very and your website bad. is jonathanmark.com. Net. Net. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I'll get Mama Ruth on the phone, but I think you have a waiting list of like two years. So if you want to yeah. make an appointment, good luck. <laughs> yeah. But so, well, you you got to squeeze us in, though. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I, I have definitely stuff to am. Tell Abu. Yeah. But we are so grateful, and thank you yeah. for coming and helping us solve this case, which I think a lot. And helping of people, so many people. Yeah. yeah. So many people. Yeah. And yeah, what you do, I imagine, like we were saying before, must be so physically exhausting and such an amazing gift and the fact that you share it with so many is really very brilliant and just like so heartwarming and i hope we can see you again for our documentary shoot yes i can't wait august yes in august thank you john we're gonna let you go we know you're very busy and we appreciate your time so we'd love to have you on anytime you want to come on thank you let us know yeah Yeah, it's been a pleasure 